You are listening to the Family Worship Center podcast with Pastor Noah L. Nicholson. At FWC, our mission is to be the church where the love of God is demonstrated freely by me. If you'd like more information about our church, visit our website at www.fwc-chicago.org. Now stay tuned for today's message. Here we go. Okay then. We're preaching about some of that kind of stuff today. <laughs> so I need you to uh, turn to a couple of passages of scripture with me. I'm always glad to see my father here today, Dr. Noah Nicholson in the house. Just a great man. Bless you, Dad. He is a blessing to me and has been all of my life. And I thank God for him. Um, okay, let's go to Exodus chapter number 20. I'm going to read a verse of scripture there. Exodus chapter number 20, of course. There is where we have the Ten Commandments, where God is giving Moses and the people the Ten Commandments that they must follow. And I want to talk about one of the particular commands today. And then I want you to flip over, if you would, to uh, Proverbs chapter number 26. Proverbs 26. I'm going to read a few verses there. One verse in Exodus. In Proverbs 26, I'm going to read a few verses there. You have it? I think they're going to put it up on the screen for those who don't have a Bible. Uh, Exodus 20, verse 16. Chapter 20, verse 16. Uh, these are the Ten Commandments. This is the Ninth Commandment that God speaks to them. He says, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now flip if you would to Proverbs chapter number 26. Proverbs 26 verse number 20 the Bible says where no wood is there the fire goeth out. If you shut up the fire will go out. Uh oh excuse me I'm sorry. So where there is no towel bearer the strife ceaseth. As coals are to burning coals uh, or to wood and to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a towelbearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost part of the belly. Burning lips, they just talk too much, excuse me. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like the parchment covered with silver dross. He that dis hateth dissimileth with his lips, and layeth up conceit or deceit with him. Verse 25, when he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his or her heart, whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. Verse 27, when you dig a ditch for some, excuse me, whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein. And he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it. And a flattering mouth worketh ruin. In our text in Exodus, the Lord with his Ten Commandments, the Ninth Commandment, he says to us, Thou shalt not 
bear false witness against thy neighbor. Um, obviously, we're talking about the mouth and the tongue today. So our subject today, help me preach, look at somebody and say, to whose glory do you use your mouth? Look at somebody else and say, to whose glory do you use your tongue? Now say it to yourself, to whose glory do I use my tongue? That's what I want to preach about today. Have you ever been hurt by something someone has said about you? Words that were spoken against you? I think that few of us really sometimes realize the awesome destructive power of the human tongue. Because of a misspoken word, homes have been shattered and split up. Marriages have been destroyed. Reputations have been shattered and lives have been literally destroyed and devastated. The little piece of muscle that is in our mouth, behind our teeth, behind our lips, is something that has the ability and the capacity to be able to bless or to bruise. It has the ability to heal or to hurt. It has the ability to love or to lamb blast. It all depends on how you use it. The verse we look at, God really in a sense sets up like a trial and says to us that we shouldn't say something about someone that would harm them, especially when what we're saying is not true. He exhorts us that we should always be truthful and honest whenever we deal with the reputation of other people. None of us have the ability to um, control what people say about us. But all of us have an ability to be very particular and very careful about what we say about other people. So God would have us to understand that the reputation is something that is very valuable and therefore, because all of us are neighbors to one another, we have a responsibility and an accountability to handle other people's reputation with kid gloves and very carefully. Jesus kind of makes it very clear when he says to us, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. That makes it pretty simple. The reputation is valuable, just as a valuable possession. The Bible says in Proverbs 20, 22 and 1 uh, that the reputation, a good name, is, is, is rather to be uh, valued more than riches. And uh, the Bible says that it, it's, it's, it's loving kindness, so the favor of God is better than silver, is better than gold. And so your reputation depends and it, it causes, it deals with the level of respect that one receives based on their reputation. Your reputation determines the level of response that an individual receives, how people respond to you, how they react to you, has to do with the reputation. The character, on the other hand, is uh, what God understands about us. Reputation is what people think about you. Character is what God knows about you. And so when we deal with the reputation, uh, the Bible said that we would, we would know people by the fruit that they bear. He said you would know them by their 
fruits. And so God says that you would be able to kind of understand what's in a person by watching what comes from the person. The Bible says you would know people by their fruit. And so it's interesting sometimes how that you could live a life in front of people that have been uh, a good life, a life that bears fruit for the things of God and fruit that are good things. And uh, sometimes you can just have somebody say something negative about you and all of a sudden people are judging you based on what's being said about you as opposed to what fruit has come from your life. But God said you would know people by the fruit that they bear, not by what people say about them. Y'all gonna let me preach like I feel today because I, I feel like preaching. Tell somebody say he feel like preaching. He do. I might just talk to y'all, but I feel like preaching. I do. I do feel like preaching. And and so and so the fruit, the fruit that we bear, the reputation is important. And 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 what God does is he he says that our character, for as a general rule, is is what he he knows it to be. It doesn't matter what people say. Aren't you glad that God knows you? Aren't you glad that that God doesn't take his cues from other people? God God knows where you are, what's been going on, and so God puts the responsibility to us to handle people correctly. Uh, help me preach. Look at somebody and say, I'm the last person you want to talk about. Just, just go and tell them I'm the last person you want to talk about. See, people don't understand that whenever you deal with the people of God, the Lord says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Do I got any anointed people in here today? You see, you are the last people that somebody wants to talk about. The reputation is a serious thing. It can be vandalized. It can be scandalized. It's a sad thing when we undermine the reputation of other people by the words we speak about them. Uh, sometimes we're guilty of destroying a person's respectability. We're guilty of destroying their credibility. People live their lives and try to live a life of respect and integrity just to have someone tear it down by what they want to say negatively about them. We're guilty of damaging a person's, or sometimes people's ministry. We're guilty of damaging their ability to influence people. You know, that's the work of Satan. The work of Satan is to try to discredit you, is to try to uh, ruin your ability to influence. See, you're gifted of God. Somebody say that I'm gifted of God. You have a gift of God. You have an anointing by God. You have been anointed by him. And the anointing that you have, and the gift that you have, the power that you have, it comes from God. It is not of you. It comes from God. And so uh, there's nothing that Satan can do with it. There's nothing he can do with your gift. There's nothing he can do with the anointing that's in and upon your life because that is God. He can't touch it. He can't do anything with it. And so many times Satan doesn't even mess with people until God reveals the anointing that's in their life. Once God reveals that you are anointed, that you have an ability to bless people, you have an ability sometimes with just your words, you're able to bless and to help people. Once Satan peeps that, what he does is he comes after you. Now he knows that he cannot affect your anointing. He cannot affect your gift. He cannot touch what God has placed in you that is of God. So what he has to do, he has to begin to destroy and to break down the carrier of the gift. 
he has to cause you to become a person that uh, people don't want to necessarily listen to because he has fed so much negativity about you. He has to destroy your desire to want to do what God's commanded you to do. So he gets enough people to feed in and to talk about you where sometimes you don't even want to go to church. You don't even want to be around the church people. You, you go into a shell because you're tired of what folks is saying about you. And so what Satan is trying to do is to get you to stop manifesting the gift and the power that's in you by all of the negativity and the lying tongues and the rumors that he's placed against you. But the devil is a liar. You got too much power. You have too much anointing to stand back and let what people think or say about you determine how you will live your life. You have graduated above the opinions of other people. And it doesn't matter what they say. And, and, and sometimes people use their own words to hurt themselves. And we have to be able to be cautious around people. Sometimes I read Facebook. Somebody say Facebook. God help us with the Facebook. Sometimes uh, I read Facebook and I read the post that sometimes people speak about themselves. And sometimes the words that they have spoken is degradation to themselves. And, and they speak things and post things that's very negative and uh, some person's coming to my mind right now and 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 uh, uh, the thing is this when people do things like that that is not the time uh, to text them or, or post them back or comment them back and and lamb blast them of how stupid they are and all that kind of thing that that's not the time to do that the time uh, when somebody does something detrimental to themselves it already tells you that they are in a bad place that that, that already tells you that they're in a place where they lack wisdom Wisdom. They lack revelation. And so when they do that, that's not the time to jump in and just beat them up over the head. That's the time to jump in and use your words to bring them back to a place of responsibility and accountability in the things of God. That's not the time to ride them. I called a person and said, hey, you need to come to church. What's going on? Well, I can't come to church. Why can't you come to church? Because of what I've posted and been posting on Facebook are already known. No, when I come, some people have already blasted me, and when I come, I'm just going to get blasted because of what. See, see, the church cannot be the place where people think when they come, they're going to get blasted. The church has to be the place that people think when I come, somebody's going to help me, somebody's going to speak a word of life into me, somebody's going to say something to me that makes me want to grab Jesus more tightly than I have him now. It cannot be the place where people are afraid to come because of what they're going to be talking about about me and what they're going to say about me and people going to be all up in my business because somebody say you don't know the flavor of the Kool-Aid so stay out of my help me preach look at somebody say if you got to ask what's going on that means it's not your business because I don't need to ask nobody about my business I know what my business is. if I got to go asking what's going on that ain't none of my business and so people do not come to church to hear folk talking about them and people saying negative things to them that is not how you use your mouth that's how the devil uses his the devil brings accusation your mouth is to turn that around and to bless somebody is anybody here to bless somebody today somebody give God praise in the house right now 
So it's just a sad thing when that happens. And so uh, what God wants us to do is understand uh, that the gossip, the gossipers and the talebearers and, 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 and understand how we ruin the life of people. I'm a pastor, so I, I, I traffic in the circles of pastors. I go to pastor seminars and things of that nature. And I remember the story of the pastors told us that uh, there was a woman who had been gossiping about him and, and just negatively just sharing all kind of stuff negative there was no truth to it but she was just kind of running them down and then uh, she got convicted and when she got convicted uh, she went to the pastor and apologized I am so sorry I've been speaking negatively about you and he said she said can I please make restitution I, can you please uh, forgive me he accepted her apology and said well what I need you to do uh, I need you to if you if you really want to you know get in my graces I need you to go get uh, go get a chicken and when you get the chicken uh, I think I told y'all this before I, you get the chicken I want you to kill the chicken and once you kill the chicken I want you to pluck all the feathers off the chicken and when you pluck all the feathers off the chicken I want you to go to the middle of the city go to the top of a balcony and I want you to cast the feathers into the four winds and when you do that then come back to me and we can make it all good so she said I'll do it she goes and she gets the chicken plucks the chicken cast the feathers into the four winds and then she uh, comes back to the pastor and the pastor says now to complete the whole process what I need you to do now is I need you to go back out and find every single feather that you cast into the wind collect the feathers and bring them back to me she said that is impossible he said absolutely just like it is impossible uh, for you to take back all the stuff that you didn't said about me that has matriculated around the city about me you can't fix it you can't take it back see once things come out of your mouth it ain't no way to draw them back in and you have to be careful of the damage that you cause when you speak a negative word about other people another pastor tells a story that the woman uh, was saying every time she saw his car parked somewhere she would put out a rumor that he was having an affair she saw his car she put out the rumor that he was having an affair so we said well how did you handle that what did you do he said what I did was I drove my car to her house and I left it in front of her house for a week so that people could see my car in front of her house now what you gonna say now am I in your house having an affair with you see sometimes people say things and it sounds factual but how many know facts ain't always the truth I wish I could preach in this church facts are not always the truth and so a word of a false witness can be forgiven we can forgive the word of a false witness but they will never be forgotten by those who are touched by their poison we can forgive the word but it will never be forgotten by the by the poison that has been touched eternal damage can be done to a reputation and to ministry we are not it, it, it's gossipers and talebearers that that God says he hates it look at somebody say God said he hates it he hates it you will notice that in Proverbs chapter number 6 around verse 16 God says there are seven things there are six things that I hate yea seven are an abomination unto me six things that I hate yea seven are abomination unto me it is in this list that God then enumerates and declares and articulates to us the things that really make him mad the things that really makes him upset the things that he's really really I don't like this 
And you will notice that in that list of things, you do not find homosexuality, you do not find lesbianism, you do not find adultery, you do not find uh, 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 fornication, you, you do not find drunkenness, you do not find thief stealing, you, you don't find those things in the list that God says he hates. Now don't miss it, don't twist it, God hates all sin, but in the Bible he said these particular sins, I really hate these particular sins. And it is because it is not a sin of the flesh, it is a sin that comes out of an individual's heart. He says what I hate, and three of the things are what we're preaching about, he says I hate a person, a false witness that speaks lies. He said I hate that. I hate a person that's talking like they seen something or they know something and they don't know nothing, but they lie about what they say they seen or what they say they know. He says also I hate a person that speaks lies as one thing to witness about something and say yeah I know all about it you don't know nothing and then there's another thing to just speak a lie outright then God says I hate an individual that will say things with their tongue that would destroy relationships of other people he says I hate those that sow discord among brethren and among relationships there are times when people are jealous of your relationship with someone and because they're jealous they want to break you up because they just don't like it so here you are and your friend and so this person doesn't like it so they're gonna come to you and tell you something negative about your friend then they're gonna go to your friend and tell them something negative about you and so what they're trying to do is bust you up sometimes marriages are destroyed not because uh, there is so much of an issue within the marriage but the issue comes from outside of the marriage when people start chiming in on what they think is happening around them and before you know it the wife is listening to a group the husband's listening to another group and they're sowing discord in the relationship you have to get to the place where you do not allow people to bust up your friendships and your relationships if you my dog if you my bff and you my homie i ain't about to take nothing nobody say about you i'm coming to you and get the goods right from you because i'm not about to listen to somebody bust up my friendships i wish i had a church here to preach to well, I'll preach about myself then. Well, you know, uh, one of our new members, and I asked them, can I tell this? They said, yes, no problem. One of my new members came and told me they, they've been here about a year now. They said, Pastor, I just want to come tell you because uh, I was in the restroom at the church, at the theater, and I was in the install, and they didn't know I was in the stall. Two women came in, and they were not aware that I was in the stall. And Pastor, I just want to tell you, they just ripped you up. They just ripped you up real good. They start talking about, you know, what happened with your life and what you did and what all that and and I, I I just wanted to come past and say is this true what I've heard is that is that true so first of all number one it was a lie it was not true second of all why are you in the church in the bathroom of the church running anybody down <laughs> not just me but just anybody why would you help me preach because I say if you got to talk negatively about your brothers and your sisters y'all ain't saying that I said tell them if you got to talk negatively about your brothers and your sisters could you please wait till you get home to do that? <laughs> 
just wait till you get home to do that? I'm glad that the new member had enough integrity to be and enough boldness and courage to be able to come up to me and ask me about it because they could have just left after hearing something like that. They could have just walked out. How do you build ministry when the folk in the ministry is going to say negative things about the ministry? How are you going to build ministry like that? How, how is anybody going to be blessed? That's a, Listen, that is a shepherd of the devil. That is a tactic of the enemy. You don't come here to let your mouth be used by the enemy. How is somebody going to come and you running them down talking about their problems, their marital problems? That nobody ought to hear their business in the hallways of the church, in the bathroom, in the stall. Nobody ought to hear that. Uh, uh, touch somebody and say, Pastor ain't mad at you. He ain't mad. Number one, I don't even know who you are, so don't look cross at me. I don't know who you are. I don't want to know who you are. Because, because see, I got to love everybody. I don't, I don't want to know who's talking about me. I don't want to know who tries to run me down. Because I got to love you. And it's easier for me to love you if I know you haven't been smiling in my face and, and stabbing me in my eye. I wish I could preach this. Y'all want to act like it don't happen or you don't get upset when it happens. But slap a neighbor say, it's real. It's real. See, let me just get to it. See, see, the first thing is slander. We slander people. And, and we speak negatively about them with false statements that injured them, injured their re reputation. We, we're guilty of slander when we know we're lying about something and we put it out there. God says, I hate a liar. I, I hate when a person says things. They don't even know it to be true, but they heard it, so they're going to repeat it. The devil is a liar. You mean you would hear something about one of your brothers and sisters? You don't even know if that's true and you're going to repeat it to somebody else? The devil is a liar. He said, don't don't use your tongue like that. Touch your neighbor and say, you broke the ninth commandment. That's, you're breaking the commandments of God. And folk think they all right. We're running the devil out of here today. Look, uh, somebody say, get out, devil. We're going to run the devil out of here today. See, y'all can look at me like Alice in Wonderland, but all of us lie every now and then. I'm going to just preach like it is. Y'all ain't going to like me, but I'm going to preach like All of us lie every now and then. It doesn't mean that you're telling a lie to hurt someone. But statistically, the Bible says, not the Bible, but statistics says that 67% of Americans do not even believe in an absolute truth. If you don't believe in an absolute truth and you do not have a biblical worldview, automatically you're going to be living things, saying things, thinking things that are false and that are lies. Then the next thing is 91% of people lie on a regular basis. There is a statistic that says one out of five people cannot go one day without telling a lie. One out of five can go one day without telling a lie. Uh, some people lie because they want to save face. 92% of the people lie because they want to save face. They lie because something, you know, make, will make them look bad. So they don't want to look bad. So they lie about it. And they're saving face. 98% of the people will lie uh, to keep from offending somebody. And all of us have done it. You know you've done it. They wake you up at, at night, call you up. Were you asleep? Were you asleep? No, no, I wasn't asleep. You're lying. You know you were asleep. You just didn't want to offend them. Do I look nice in this? Do I look fat in this? No, you don't look fat in there. No, you know you lying. You know, you know. Hey, girl, how this look? Is this matching everything? Hey, girl, you look good. You look good. Then you get next girl. You know, them shoes ain't matching the dress. The dress ain't matching the shoes. You just lying, but you didn't, you didn't want to do it. Uh, hey, here's my little baby. Oh, the baby so cute. The baby so cute. You know that baby ugly, and you just saying the baby cute because you don't want to offend the person. Am I in the right house here? Do I need to preach? this 
that's called a lie you lying that's that's called a lie and, and so and so the answer the statistically even men of god have lied in the scriptures where god had to correct the behavior abraham the father of faith he lied and, and aaron told lies and, and 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 jacob was a deceiver and 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 just and just lied or he lied to god about god and, and so we in other words it's behavior that's got to be corrected and god wants to help us and you can't god can't help nobody that won't tell God the truth. Look at somebody say, tell God the truth about yourself. <laughs> and so the next thing is criticism. God says, I don't want you to use your tongue to criticize others. Make statements about others' actions and their deeds in an effort to hurt them, to hurt their reputation. I don't want you to have that. You can have constructive criticism, but that negative stuff, I don't want that coming out of your mouth. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth Ephesians says see the problem is vultures somebody say vultures vultures are scavenger birds and all they see is dead things and rotten things they they do not see the flowers they do not see the good things all they looking for when they're flying is something about to die something that's dead something that's rotten so they can go and get it there are people sometimes that are in our lives that ain't trying to see nothing good out of you they're looking for the negative they'll see something they'll make something up if they have to about you because that's what they're on they're trying to find something negative about you that they might be able to criticize I mean think about it how do you criticize Michael Jordan's basketball ability the man is the best player ever lived but yet people will find a reason he don't pass the ball enough he he tried to shoot too much please the man is the best basketball player that ever lived how do you criticize that people gonna talk about you with their tongue but you gotta be okay you gotta get ready for that help me preach look at somebody say they talked about Jesus tell them they called him a liar they called him a wine bibber they called him a gluttonous man they said he was he had demons in him they said this about Jesus now if Jesus was perfect and they said this about him Jesus said then you get ready because they're gonna say it about you people are going to talk about you but look at somebody and say I ain't even worried about it <laughs> criticism that comes it is the it is a criticism where people are looking out of a prism that is in the box themselves and people see things as they are uh, it's like the lady who called her friend when her when her neighbor hung up her clothes and, and she called her friend over and said look at look at her clothes and look at all them streaks in her clothes and she don't even know how to wash she got all them streaks in her clothes and her friend looked closely and said no 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 uh, those streaks are not in her clothes those streaks are in your window if you clean your window you will see that her clothes is clean help me preach look at somebody say clean your window before you start talking about what's happening on my clothesline y'all don't want me to preach but I got to preach I, I got to tell it you got to learn how to sweep around your own front door before you start trying to sweep around other people's doors you got to learn how to get the beam out of your eye before you start talking about the moat that's in the brother's eye so criticism has to go and then of course there is the towel bearer that our text talks about. Now the town bearer is from the Hebrew word Nagarn and what the word means is etymological root means to roll in pieces to destroy it. It is a word that means to whisper, to backbite, to tell secrets.
business it's the kind of person that's always messy in other people's business and they want to get the secret only so that they can tell it somewhere else the kind of person that makes it feel like they're concerned about you I've been watching I'm so concerned about you if you need somebody to talk to or maybe y'all ain't been there I've been there if you need somebody to talk to you can talk to me I know you might not have many people you can talk to and they just want to get the good so they can tell it somewhere else so what it what they do is they spread gossip and they spread rumors and and, and somebody said well what if the rumor is true it doesn't matter if it's true rumors and gossip is not to be spread to tear down another person if we learn secrets about our neighbors then God wants us not to tell anybody the secrets that we have learned God is saying you ought to have the ability to be able to conceal a matter you you ought to have the ability to be able to hold the secret he tells us in Proverbs 11 13 he says this the talbearer revealeth secrets but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth a matter in other words we don't condone sin but we have to learn how to conceal sin until God heals the sin can I preach this I said you got to learn how to conceal the sin until God heals the sin and so so he says it's the towelbearer that will go and tell the secrets of other people it's the it's the towelbearer that will go and and speak those things uh, that someone has given them in confidence and they will tell somebody else they gossip all over the land they they'll speak and they'll say things to stir up strife and to stir up envy and to stir up hatred and then the next thing is insinuation somebody say insinuation insinuation then is used to make people doubt it is the practice of insinuating or hinting that something may be wrong in another person's life they're just hinting at it they're not saying it but that they're just hinting at it see we're guilty of making people doubt another's reputation well I heard this this is what I heard see that's what the devil did to God with Job the devil is insinuating to God that Job is only serving you because you're good to him I'm trying to tell you God Job don't love you like that if you took stuff away from him he would curse you to his to your face so he's insinuating and accusing the devil is the accuser anytime somebody is always accusing you that is the act of the enemy it is the devil who accuses the brothers before God night and day they just don't stop they're always talking about you must be really really have an active and a popular life for folk to talk about you the way they do and so 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 the insinuation and then there is flattery somebody say flattery flattery is a lie when you flatter people by saying something to their face but you're believing something else behind their back you you say something to their face you know flattery is when uh, people will, will talk in your face like they like you and they will say they love you but then behind your back they're doing something altogether different I told you once uh, I was texting someone and they text me this wonderful text where they were just saying you're such a wonderful person and blah 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 you know good stuff good stuff good stuff and then a few minutes later I got another text from the same person but it was ripping me up it was it was I was like really it's just ripping me up and I'm like man it's like how does bitter and sweet waters flow out of the same fountain now, they they sent it to me accidentally y'all know y'all done that sometime where you were supposed to be sending it somewhere else but you sent it to the last place that you text by accident and they sent it to me by accident I'm like wow see sometimes God gives you revelations so you will know that the smiling faces tell 
Y'all act like y'all don't know. I act like y'all don't know. The smiling faces tell lies. And so they're smiling in your face while they're stabbing you in your back. They're telling you you look good. But then when they get away from you, they're telling you he ain't looking like nothing. They, they tell you that things are right and things are okay. But then when they get behind your back, they're saying something else. They're, they're telling you that they're with you. But then when the opportunity comes, they just go ahead and do what they want to do and say what they want to say. The next thing is, is after flattery is exaggeration. Somebody say exaggeration. Yeah. yeah, all this is in this verse in chapter number 20, 20 and verse 16 where God says don't use your mouth like this. Exaggeration is easy to tell a lie when we stretch the numbers and stretch statistics and, and we don't give the truth. You know, every fisherman have been guilty of this lie when they talk about the big one that I caught or the one that I threw back in. They say the fish was this big when it was really this big. You know, people will exaggerate things that happen. Now, I saw this and I saw that. You didn't see what you're exaggerating it to see. And people will, 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 will put exaggeration out over you because they're trying to destroy who you are and what God has created you to be. The next thing is silence. Somebody say silence. Silence is a sin. Now, we all didn't know that, but I want to tell you. See, silence, the sin of slander of silence. It's the sin of slander of silence. What that means? It means when someone is running down someone and someone is uh, telling untruth or, or just negative information about a person and you're standing there and, and, and you're hearing it all but you're not saying nothing. You know, you say, well, I ain't getting into that. They just talking about it. I ain't saying nothing. No, you're in sin too. Gossip is a sin. Talbearing is a sin. God said gossip is as the sin of murder because you can kill a person with a knife or you can kill a person with your tongue. And so when you stand there, you are an accomplice to what's going on. You have a responsibility and an accountability to defend the things of God. In the, in the theological circles, we call it apologetics. You have a responsibility to defend the honor of God and the honor of his people. So when you're in a conversation and the person is running down somebody that you know and you stand silently, you have the sin of consent because silence is consent. Can I help the ladies out? Ladies, when you're with the man and the man is trying to make his moves on you and you don't say no, that means it is oh. Y'all ain't with me, but I'm going to preach it anyhow. You, you, that means it's okay when you don't say no. Silence is consent. And so when you're standing there and you're not defending the person, you are in as much sin as the people who are doing the talking. Because now you are not defending the faith. You're not defending the God in them. You're not defending the person in their absence. You know what they're saying is not true or you know what they're saying is damaging to the person's character and reputation. You ought to have enough God in you to be able to stand up and say hold on a second. I'm not going to stand here and let you talk about my sister or my brother that way. I need y'all to cease and desist. I need this to stop right about now. Give a neighbor a high five and say you ain't no garbage can. <laughs> You are not a garbage can. Well, I wasn't saying nothing I wasn't doing. Let me ask you this. If your neighbor across the street bring their stinking, reeking garbage to your house because the door was open and they bring the garbage up in your house, up in your kitchen and sit it on your counter, are you going to say anything? Well, I didn't want to offend them. They just brought their garbage and set it on my counter. No, ain't nobody going to do that. You're going to say, hold on a second. Don't bring your garbage in my kitchen to 
take your garbage to your alley. We need to learn, church, when people are bringing us garbage, to tell them, don't bring your attitude, your garbage, your stuff into my spirit. Because I want my spirit to be clean. Because I want to use my mouth to bless God and his people. I don't want to praise God on Sunday and when church is out, go run somebody down in the parking lot. I want to use my words to help somebody and build somebody up. Do I have anybody in here that know how to use your tongue? Let me hear you Shabbat God right now. Y'all ain't ready yet. Touch a neighbor and say, we ain't ready yet. It's a sad thing when the loose lips sink ships. It sinks them. It's a saying that's so appropriate for the church. Because many times things are just messed up. Because it's the lying tongue that the text tells us in the, in the Proverbs passage. If you stop talking, it'll go away. If you stop bringing it up, it'll die. Why are you telling somebody stuff that happened years ago? Why are you filling them in on all the stuff? Oh, y'all ain't gonna like me, but I got to preach it. Why you got to fill folk in that come to the church on something that went down between other people years ago? The devil is a liar. They didn't come here for that. They come here to hear a word from the Lord. You ought to be here. I ought to be here to hear a word from the Lord. If you can't say nothing good, help me please tell somebody, shut up. Shut up. Tell me, shut up. They about to get me in trouble. Y'all gonna have me like Moses up in here. I'm gonna get in trouble up in here. Just shut up. If you ain't got nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. God said, I'm looking for somebody that knows how to use their tongue to bless me. I'm looking for somebody that'll see somebody down in the dumps. That'll read a Facebook post that's messed up. And that'll go down on their knees and combat the devil that's trying to run somebody out of the kingdom. The devil is a liar. Where are the people where are the tongues of God somebody shout glory in hell shout glory one more time do I have any trouble? I thought this was the west side. Like they told me the west side was tough. Where my west side folk at? Somebody shout west side. Well, if you're a west side person, you need to learn how to confront a gossip. You need to learn how to put them in their place. Because let me tell you this about a gossip. Anytime a person will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. If they're gossiping to you, they will gossip about you. You don't got to learn how to stand up in the face of a gossip and say, shut up your mouth mouth you need to let God use your tongue to put some things in order don't stand around like a jelly back while somebody running down your family open up your mouth somebody running down your God I don't care where I am y'all start talking about God I'm jumping in the conversation because I'm not gonna let you say things that are not true about the God that I serve shout hallelujah in hell shout hallelujah one more time shake a neighbor's hand and say neighbor I want you to just remember this acrostic if I had it on the board it just says think somebody say think think just think before you talk don't let your mouth start flapping and you ain't thought about it somebody say think 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 see the T stands for is it true the T stands for is it true is what you about to say true I don't know it's what I heard then shut up if it's what you heard you don't know if it's true so don't say it the eight stands for will it help it may be true but will it help is what you saying gonna help the church it's gonna help the ministry it's gonna help the people around you if it ain't gonna help then don't say 
read. The I stands for is it inspiring? Is what you about to say going to inspire anybody? If it ain't going to inspire nobody, then don't say it. The N stands for is it necessary? Is it something necessary we need to say? The K stands for is it kind? Are you saying something kind about people? Or are what you saying is not kind? Oh God, if we could get this, we would bless so many people. If we learn how to control our tongues. It's James that says the tongue is the littlest member of your body. Can I preach just a few minutes before I take my seat? James said the tongue is the smallest member of your body. But it's the most difficult member to tame. He says in James we put bits in the horse's mouth. We put a stern on the rudder of a boat. And the boat can be controlled by this little piece of paddle. He said the bit the horse is strong. But if you get control of his mouth area. You can turn him wherever you want to turn him. He said your tongue is like a little member. But it kindles a fire and a world of iniquity. That means a forest fire. That burns down 600 acres. It starts with one little match. And some of the stuff that goes on in the church. Start with one little word. I saw this. I saw. Shut up. You don't know what you saw. And what you're doing is kindling a fire. A fire of hell. And set the course of nature on fire. Why do y'all think when you get the Holy Ghost. That one of the initial evidence. Is speaking in tongues. As the spirit of God gives utterance. Why do you think that when God fills you with the Holy Ghost. You start talking in another language. That you never learned before. It's because the first thing God grabs control of. I'm a grab control of your tongue. Because if you can learn to control your tongue. You can control everything else in your body. They talking about you. And they can't control them. Look at a neighbor. Say neighbor. The reason why I know you still messed up. Because you still running your mouth on people. The moment you change your stuff. Into worship and praise. And I hear good coming out of you. I'm going to know God's got a hold of you. Shake a neighbor's hand like you're going to wake them up and say, neighbor, it's time to use our mouths to give God the glory. It's time to use our mouths. You get to the place you can't even help people. I was helping someone the other day. I was buying groceries for a family. And I know the person was looking saying, well, who is these people? It ain't none of your business who they are. I don't know how y'all going to live your life. But I'm not living my life in a box. Well, I got to explain to everybody what I'm doing. Shake a neighbor's hand and say, neighbor, if you see the pastor out, he ain't trying to hide from you. I'm glad, I'm glad that God knows who I am. Is there anybody in here glad that God holds the record and God keeps the score and God know what you're on and what you ain't on? Shake a neighbor's hand. Say, neighbor, I ain't got time for all that. I just got time to bless him. I just got time to praise him. I want somebody to open up your mouth and let the Lord know that I'm going to use my tongue to give you all the praise. Shake a neighbor. Y'all ain't shaking nobody. Shake a neighbor's hand say, name. The devil hates me. And I know the devil hates me. Anybody in here know that the devil hates you? I know that he 
ain't me. I've preached to too many people. I've seen too many souls saved in the ministry. I've preached to tens of thousands of people. I've counseled all over the nation. I've preached all over the world. I tried to live a godly life. No, I ain't perfect. But I tried to live like thus saith the Lord. And I know the devil don't like it. He doesn't like your anointing. He doesn't like your future. Anybody know you got a future in here? You got a future that God said. The best is still yet to come. Anybody know you got a ministry in you? You got a voice that'll bless people. You got ideas that'll give people finance. And the devil wants to stop you. I wish y'all in this place would make up in your mind. You don't care what others say. Your mind is made up. You're going to live for your God. You're going to sing for your God. You're going to preach for your God. You're going to witness for your God. And if you stumble, you're going to get up and shake yourself. Shake somebody like you're going to wake them up. And say, God already knew what you were going to do. And if he allowed it, he has a plan for it. So get ready to cry out and spend not lift up your voice like a trumpet in Zion ask a neighbor next to you can I count on you to have my back can I count on you to help me fight this enemy can I count on you when I stumble you will help me up y'all ain't saying it to nobody ask your neighbor say neighbor if I lose it and I get drunk on next Friday night and you see me staggering on the corner are you gonna take out your cell phone and take a picture of it so you can post it on Instagram or will you put me in your car and say I see my sister I'm not gonna leave you out here like this I'm gonna take you to the AA meeting I ain't gonna tell nobody I'm just gonna help you I wish I had a church here say neighbor if you see me coming out of crack house are you gonna tell everybody or will you try to help me in my condition neighbor you say you're my friend you told me you love me will you be in the bathroom running me down or will you say hold on a second I wish I had some Peters in here where my Peters at when they came to get Jesus Peter said hold on pulled out his sword said if you're gonna get him you gotta come through me cut the man's ear off Jesus said it's all right Peter it's my time to go shake a neighbor's hand say neighbor I ain't mad at nobody it's my season for it I'm 52 years old I've lived my life and heard nothing but good over my name for 50 years why can't I hear some negativity and be alright with it tell a neighbor neighbor maybe it's just your season but seasons will pass but it ought not to matter what they say about you you ought to still have a mind to run on have 
have a mind to praise him have a mind to glorify him is there anybody in here that will open up their mouth and give him praise so many I need you to use your tongue to give God glory in I had a Shabbat in here. Oh. Use your tongue to bless the Lord. Use your tongue to give Him glory. Use your tongue to help somebody. Yeah. I want everybody right now. To speak something good to somebody on one side of you. Come on, do it now. Say something good to him. Say something good. I can't think of nothing where the devil is a liar. You ought to have something good in your heart to say to somebody next to you. Hey. Oh. Look at the neighbor say, say something good to me. Say something good to me. I've been through hell all week. I've been fighting the devil all week. I came here to hear something good. The gospel is good news. The gospel is good news. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. The gospel is good. Good news, good news. Good news, good news. Good news, good news. You ought to get on Facebook and say something good. Encourage somebody. Sometimes I get on Facebook and get encouraged by the quotes and the videos that people leave. Sometimes when a nasty text come in right behind it, God sends a good one. Send somebody praying for you. I got you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm praying for you. We need people around us that undergird. You need people in your life. Listen, when you get somebody in your life like that, trust me, the devil is going to kind of snatch them out. Because he doesn't like what they do for you. He doesn't like how they help you. Paul said he needed Mark. He needed Silas. He said, send them to me. I need them. Sometimes you need people that, that pours back into you. They're not just draining from you. They, they pour back. They, they, you, you know, they, they pour back into you with their words, with their kindness, with their support, with them having your back. I talked to another person and said, you know, I had to defriend somebody on Facebook because they said something negative about you. I just defriended them. I said, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. That you wouldn't allow somebody to stay on your Facebook page that's going to rip up any of your brothers and your sisters. Thank you for the integrity. Thank you that you would do that. Thank you so much. When you read Facebook posts of people that are posting about themselves that is negative, call them up if you're their friend. Call them up and say, hey, what's going on? Let's, let's pray. Uh, you just, you know what, you've been in my heart. I just want to help you. They're in a bad place. They don't need you to talk about them. How can she put that? How can I? How, stop. Stop. When you see your brother or sister overtaken in a fall, ye that are spiritual. Restore such one. You know, the church is, the church, the church can be brutal. It can just be so brutal. So brutal. I've watched people that I've known all my life shun me because of what somebody said about me that's not even true but they believe it to be how do you do that 
How do you shun people you've known all your life? You've watched their life from a child. Because if the right person say the wrong thing about you, it'll stick, it'll have traction. Because the right person said it. But it doesn't matter. God knows all things. God knows all things. It doesn't matter. He knows all things. You just keep doing what God called you to do. Love on people. Hold your tongue. Tell somebody, hold your tongue. Remember, some bad's about to come out, hold your tongue. You ready to talk about somebody? Hold your tongue. Somebody said it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It takes discipline. Bible said if you can do this, you can do anything. So that's what he says in James. Read it. James chapter 3. If you can do this, you can do anything, he says. You can hold your tongue. And don't let your tongue hurt people, but let it help people. Let it bless people. Altar workers are coming right now. Somebody needs prayer, deliverance. Thanks for listening to Family Worship Center Podcast with Pastor Noah L. Nicholson. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address, fwc-chicago.org, to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Join us next time for another edition of the Family Worship Center Podcast.